0: Welcome guys and gals to the Man Talks podcast. I'm Connor Beaton, the host and founder of Man Talks. On this week's midweek mini episode, we're going to dive into something uh interesting. This is a little bit out of left field and we're going to talk about everything everything that every man needs to know about Valentine's Day. And um in case you're wondering, this has come out of a lot of conversations with guys who are like, "What? Like, why does why is Valentine's Day even a thing? Like, why is it that Valentine's Day is so popular, it seems like such a capitalist, commercial, corporate holiday, you know, like this thing that is just a cash grab for companies and just a means for, you know, people to get things like there seems to be like a lot of jaded, jaded souls out there when it comes to Valentine's Day. I also know that like a lot of people get broken up with right around Valentine's Day or on Valentine's Day, which is really, really interesting Uh, and fun fact between december 2nd i think and february 15th is the highest time of divorce and breakups so right around the holidays and around the love holiday is usually a pretty charged time because there are a lot of expectations around gift giving, around quality time, around acts of service, around uh, words of affirmation. By the way, those are all love languages in case they sound familiar to you. And if you haven't checked out the book, The Five Love Languages, I would definitely recommend that. The Five Love Languages is a great book that basically lays out how people like to give and receive love. And it's important for us when we're in relationships to understand how our partner wants to receive love and how they normally give love versus how we do, because oftentimes those are two very different things. And we can be trying to give love to our partner. We could be saying uh very like, we could, let's say, words of affirmation. I love words of affirmation. It's my top one. And so let's say I I'm giving my partner a lot of words of affirmation, but they don't really seem to be landing for her. And I'm, you know, telling her that she looks beautiful and she looks pretty and blah, blah, blah. And they don't seem to be landing. And she's communicating like, I don't feel connected or loved by you. And on my end, I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, I'm, I'm like constantly telling you how beautiful you are and how much I love you. But her top love language, let's say is quality time. So the words actually don't mean anything because what she's really looking for is quality time and quality connection. So I would definitely, just as a, as a side note, uh, recommend checking out that book. And if you haven't got it, just a little tidbit, it might be a great book to give your partner for Valentine's Day. <laughs> so uh, so let's, let's dive into this because I know for a lot of people, uh, Valentine's Day is a bit of like a mystery and they don't get it. And I'm not necessarily here to persuade you, just right out the gates. I'm not here to persuade you that Valentine's Day is like this be all end all holiday. Uh, I fundamentally do believe that you should be celebrating your relationship and your partner, you know, on a daily and weekly basis as though every day was Valentine's Day, as though the essence of Valentine's Day was in every single experience and every single moment. But that being said, Valentine's Day can be very, um, very exciting for some people. And I'm going to unpack unpack what every man needs to know about sex, intimacy, and Valentine's Day. So let's start with a brief history of Valentine's Day, because I don't think that most people actually know why Valentine's Day exists. So let's dive into that. So Valentine's Day also is also called St. Valentine's Day, or the Feast of St. Valentine, who is actually a person, St. Valentine. And it's an annual holiday celebrated, obviously, on February 14th, which originated as a, as a Western Christian liturgical feast day honoring this St. Valentine's. So it usually honored, um, it before St. Valentine's, it honored other saints within the Catholic liturgical uh, religion. Um, but since then, it has specifically honored St. Valentine or Valentinus. Uh, and it's, it's recognized, you know, as this like cultural and commercial celebration in many regions around the world, in many places around the world As uh, even though it's not a public holiday, as sort of like this holiday of love, a holiday of matrimony, this holiday of relationships. So it really has come to sort of embody love, intimacy, and relationships. Now, the interesting thing about this is the origin of it. You see, back in the day, St. Valentine was actually in in part of the Roman Empire, and he was imprisoned in, in the Roman Empire for performing weddings for soldiers who were forbidden to marry. So in that time, if you were a warrior, if you were a soldier for the Roman Empire, you weren't actually allowed to marry. Now, uh, St. Valentine's Day would perform these marriages anyways, and he uh, would also uh, minister for some Christians uh, who were uh, who who were prosecuted under the Roman Empire and perform weddings for them as well. And so it was directly going against the state at that time. Now, according to legend, during his imprisonment, Saint Valentine actually healed the daughter of his jailer. And so the person that was guarding him and and sort of you know looking after his his time in prison. Uh, he actually healed the daughter of this of this jailer, and the the jailer's name was Asterius. Uh, and before his execution, Saint Valentine's wrote this woman, his this guy's daughter, a, a letter. And at the very end of it, he signed "Your Valentine" as a farewell before he was executed. Now, this kind of created a little bit of folklore around it, and over the years, over the centuries it started to gain more momentum um you know it started to his sort of like the tale of st valentine's became more popular uh it, and it started to become associated with this like romantic love this big uh this big gesture of you know saving somebody's life and really like expressing your love to them and so in the circle of geoffrey chaucer in the 14th century when the traditional uh, the, when the tradition of really like courtly love was starting to flourish this story in the 14th century started to become really really popular and in the 18th century england so like we're fast forwarding here it evolved into really an occasion on which lovers started to express their love to one another this is during the romantic era where you know the the paintings and the artwork and the music started to become much more lavish and much more um richly engulfed in actual in in love and the traditions of love and the expression of love so, in the eighteenth century, it started to become more of a tradition for the, for lovers to express their love through presenting flowers through offerings of confectionery, which is a small gifts uh, or sending of greeting cards and the greeting cards started to become known as valentine 's so that 's where valentine 's and valentine 's day started to like really become popular because of this folklore because of this legend and you know there's there 's a whole bunch of other symbols around it like it started to become uh, this this piece where Saint Valentine's keys, representing the jail, uh, are were given to lovers as a romantic symbol and an invitation to unlock the giver's heart. So very romantic, right? Very uh, sort of symbolic and and uh, and, and sort of engrossed in this space of like love and freedom and a letting go of, et cetera, et cetera. So that's sort of the evolution of valentine's day all the way up till today you know where we see handwritten valentine's day letters that are given out in schools i'm sure that you remember doing that as a kid everybody would have like the little pouch hanging off the front of their desk i don't know about you but this is what i had the like little thing hanging off the front of your desk and people would write letters and then pop it in there and so that's that's where the evolution of valentine's day came from and so it's really come to sort of embody this holiday that represents or is supposed to represent the sort of trials and tribulations and freedoms that love can provide and it's really supposed to the essence of it is really supposed to embody this this essence of ultimate love and ultimate freedom and ultimate sacrifice and freedom of expression and so that is the appeal to so many people around Valentine's Day, it's actually not about Saint Valentine's and you know him being executed uh, or anything like that. It's not; it doesn't even have a religious undertone anymore. And for the people that are out there that think you know, oh, Valentine's Day is just like this corporate cash grab. Well, it is; it is because a lot of companies have turned it into that. But at the same time, it's so much more than that when you really start to look at the essence of Valentine's Day. So. Let's look at why Valentine's Day to the feminine, notice I'm not saying women, I'm saying to the feminine, to the energy of the feminine is so appealing and so attractive. In order to do that, in order to really understand that, I want to look at what is what, are the, what is the difference between the masculine and the feminine when it comes to sex and intimacy. So for the masculine, the masculine will experience sex as the act. And what I mean by that is that as, and I'm going to use, you know, the traditional confines of the masculine and feminine is men and women. For many men that, that you know, are in their masculine, they experience sex and intimacy as just the act. You know, making out, touching each other, getting into bed, or maybe not getting into bed wherever you are, and and start getting into the act of sex. For men, it's all about that moment. It's about the present moment, the experiences, the touch, the smell, the the taste, like the whole thing. It's all about that one, that one moment and being really deeply present in that moment. And the more Present that the masculine can get in that moment in the act of intimacy, the more richly fulfilling and rewarding he experiences uh, that moment. Now, where this differs for the masculine and the feminine is that for the feminine, it is actually less about the act of intimacy. And guys, I really want you to hear this because it's less about the act of intimacy. And it's actually about more about, not entirely about, but more about. Everything that surrounds the act of intimacy. Now, what I mean by that is for the feminine, true intimacy and real opening and real like feeling that, that like seduction and that lust and that all of those different pieces comes from everything leading up to intimacy and sex. So, whereas for men, it's like, well, you can look at your partner, or for the masculine, you can look at your partner, you can just get immediately turned on and want to have sex, for the feminine, often what is happening is that the feminine is looking to make sure that there's safety and security leading up to intimacy. So throughout the day, in the conversations that you have with the feminine, uh, in the interactions that you have, in the promises that are made, in the environment that they're in, there's this constant looking for and, and leading up to whether or not intimacy will be possible or safe or secure. Let's just take for an example, you come home from work, you're late, um, you're really short tempered and your partner, how they receive that is it's not super safe for intimacy. And what can end up happening is that they feel closed down because what's around the intimacy is negatively charged and disconnective and you know maybe you're maybe you're shut down and you're not communicating with them and so they don't really feel open or safe to enter into a space of sex and intimacy let's also say now this is a big one for the feminine that the space is a disaster like your bedroom is just a complete disaster that is a challenge for a lot of very like feminine people because they are, again, it's about everything around the intimacy. So if the space where the intimacy is going to happen is a complete disaster, it is very challenging for the feminine to feel like it can open up, for it, for the feminine to feel like it can just be safe in that space and enjoy that moment. Because everything preceding the moment and everything that comes after the moment of intimacy also is equally important. So that's why things like setting the mood and the candles and the music and like how the place smells and the conversations that happened before, they for the masculine aren't as important because we're a little bit more able to compartmentalize. And again, this isn't just men and women, but the masculine is more able to compartmentalize and separate those past moments from the present act. Whereas the feminine, that's all a part of it. It is all a part of it. So if you can create the space and the environment and you can have this beautiful buildup towards this moment of intimacy, it is going to be this incredible experience for the feminine. Uh, whereas for the masculine, it's about being present, deeply present in that moment. So how does this tie into Valentine's Day? You're probably wondering. Well, the exact same is true. When it comes to Valentine's Day, there is this unspoken, implicit, Uh, build up that happens to valentine's day that the feminine absolutely freaking loves there's like this charge and this seductiveness and they all know that the Valentine's Day is coming. And there's this curiosity of like, what is the masculine going to do? Is the masculine going to plan something? Are there like, is there going to be this great experience? What's what's going to happen? Am I going to be appreciated and validated and respected? Because it's not actually about just like, quote unquote, celebrating love. It's about a show of appreciation. It's about a buildup and a, and a sort of um, beautiful tension that is creating this space of appreciation for your partner that is showcasing love and gratitude for them and being able to actually create this great space that's not just about like a dinner or a giving of, of a piece of jewelry but it's like this it's this sort of like build up and and elongation of this moment and so creating these like little pieces along the way. And that's why I say don't just celebrate Valentine's Day, like celebrate the days around it, you know? Create some fun experiences around Valentine's Day. Don't make it about the gift because to be honest with you, most women they don't really care about the gift itself, right? It's more about the appreciation. It's more about the respect, it's more about the admiration and and the honoring of the relationship. And of the feminine. And so when you can start to do that, it shifts away from it being like this corporate holiday or, you know, this holiday that's just a cash grab or just about giving gifts. And for some women, it's going to be, you know, the gifts will be important because their love language might be gifts or acts of service. And so understanding that is inherently important. But if you really want To get Valentine's Day. And if you really want to understand it, you have to understand that it's actually not about the day. It's about everything around it. It really is about everything around it. And if you can find ways to sort of create this a little bit of suspense, right? So like, even if you do have dinner planned, you can drop like hints leading up to it. And you don't need to make it about like Valentine's day necessarily. It can just be about a date. It can be about a celebration of your relationship, of your partnership, of whatever that you, that you, uh, that you're really celebrating, but you create this space around Valentine's day so that there's a sort of like buildup and Valentine's day happens. And there's this sort of like post Valentine's day. So that is, is the difference between the masculine and the feminine when it comes to sex and intimacy at a very high level. And I'm sure I could do like a few hours on that. And if you want, I can dive into it again in more depth and detail. Um, so feel free to reach out to me and ask. But that's the difference. That is the difference in, in Valentine's Day for the masculine and the feminine. Guys, that's what you need to know if you want to have a great Valentine's Day experience for your partner. You wanna create a unique experience. Don't worry so much about the day itself. Like sure, create some cool experiences, but look at the buildup to Valentine's Day. Look at everything that comes before it and and look at what what you're gonna do after. Like what experiences do you wanna create? How do you want to communicate? How do you want to show up for your partner? How do you want to behave in the days leading up to it and the day of? Because all of that matters. All of that goes into the experience. And it's a representation of how the masculine and the feminine experience intimacy differently. So that's what I have for you today. I hope that serves you well. I would love to hear uh, what you and your partner have done uh, to celebrate your relationship, to celebrate your intimacy. So hit me up. Uh, don't forget to man it forward share this podcast episode uh you know maybe share it with your partner if you found this very helpful and get their feedback get their insight on it you know send this to them and say like is he right or is he off his rocker (laughs) and and uh and see if this lands for your partner in some way shape or form uh and what parts of it really land and uh let me know what, what let me know what you did man it forward share the podcast and the last thing is please subscribe please share one of your podcasts goes a long way. And please, please, please leave us a rating on iTunes. It goes a long way into getting our episodes into the ears and onto the iPhones and cell phones and SoundCloud accounts and shop, maybe not Shopify, but into into the phones of other people. So thank you so much. This is Connor Beaton signing off. I will see you next week.